Welcome back to Prime Your Midlife. And today it's a reflective look back at 2023. And with that, some lessons that perhaps could help serve you as you go forward into 2024. The first thing I want to share is really how I started the year. And that was to think about one word, just one word, that would formulate the success or perhaps failure of this year. Do you have one word that summed up how you started the year? Mine was to be intentional, to have intentionality. The things that I thought were important, I'd give it as much focus as I possibly could. And when I was doing those things, I would really try to go deep and meaningful on those things that mattered. And then to finish the year, somebody asked me to look back at the year and have one word that described how I'm feeling now about the end of the year. And that word is fulfilled. I have a sense of fulfillment about what I've managed to do this year. Some key goals and some key changes were implemented. And in the main, I'm happy. Not ecstatic, not euphoric, but not disappointed. I feel as though I've made good progress. Therefore, the word fulfilled sums up my year. I'm wondering whether or not you have a word that you could spend some time thinking about that sums up how you're feeling about 2023. And then what the year 2024 looks like for you and what word that might be, but more of that later. But first of all, maybe six lessons that I can take out of this year. And maybe those six lessons may apply to you too. What would be your six lessons, seven, eight, 10 lessons, or maybe just one lesson from this year that you could really think about and apply to your years going forward. The big one for me this year was all about health and making health a really key fundamental for me. I had some big fences I wanted to cross. One was to finish the year weighing less than 80 kgs. And thankfully, I did that. And also, I wanted to go back into my marathon running, and I completed the Yorkshire Marathon in October. I set myself a fairly audacious goal of finishing that in four hours, and I did that in three hours 57. I don't mean to be boastful or to be slightly egotistical about that, but it was just the fact that I set these benchmarks down this year to say these were important to me. And then how could I connect the dots to make sure that that was going to happen? So for me, the weight was all about trying to be different with my diet. So I have leaned into intermittent fasting, 12 hours on, 12 hours off in terms of eating windows. Coffee uh, was a really big fundamental for me. And I used to always have a coffee with lots of sugar and lots of latte. And I stripped all that out, started the year. And I now love a really good Americano. Cheers. Because you can really taste the coffee and now you can actually really try different types of coffees and this made me really have a lot of more connection to just coffee without syrups and milks and then just littered into that the way that I actually pick healthy choices around food restaurants and really making sure that every single encounter links to this fundamental priority of making health a priority because way down the track all those tiny, tiny decisions will compound to hopefully make me a great granddad or a healthy partner 
and I can continue to enjoy active lifestyle in my 80s, 90s, and maybe into a century. That's my everlasting belief about why every day health is important to me. If you're not quite where you want to be on health in 2023, well, what changes are you going to make for 2024? How can you be really intentional about making health a priority for you? Because a healthy you manifests itself into other places of business, relationships, family, and also your cognitive ability to be on it. A second lesson for me this year was to all about focusing on the journey and not be triggered by the successes and celebrations of people that perhaps I look up to or admire. The person that's celebrating their millionth Instagram post or their certain number of views on a social media post or even their financial successes. Their path is their path and it's just that. And I've really tried to, to stay centered around my own goals. So, okay, my Instagram, my Facebook, my LinkedIn views and likes may not be as big as others, but in my own way, they've all climbed this year, whether it be podcast, YouTube, they've all grown. And that is for me is the, it's the kind of little success factor that I'm not focused on short-term wins. I'm focused on delivering value, delivering content, and staying centered around what I think is important to me and hopefully the people like you that are listening in today. The third lesson for me was all around dopamine distraction. And there is a little bit of hypocritical content here on the basis I've just talked about focusing on the journey. But equally, I know that I sometimes chase the likes, chase the views. And if I'm having a tough day on some things that I know should be my priorities, the little dopamine in me says, why don't you go and post on LinkedIn? Why don't you go and look for some likes or comment a little bit and somebody celebrates the comment. And when that happens, a little dopamine spike comes up and says, yeah, do that again. Do that again. And I call that dopamine distraction because at the moment that I'm doing that, it makes me feel good. And I feel as though I'm achieving success. But then you close the laptop down at the end of the day and look at what success really means in terms of money in the wallet, clients won, or things achieved. And you can see that actually the distraction is not serving the long-term plan. That's lesson number three for me, to cancel out the dopamine distraction. The fourth lesson was to make sure you have a system for your priorities. And I have a little template every day of the things that I think are there to serve me. Things like my LinkedIn hashtags, doing a post on social media, doing my um, meditation in the morning, my morning routine. And literally, I just go down the columns each day and tick, 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 tick. And then I point score that end of the week to see where my point average is. And I have a number that I wanted to get to each week. And I add all the numbers up. I want to get to plus 180 in terms of my causal track. And this holds me accountable to what I think is important. And then I look at the week, where am I missing? What are the things that I know I should be doing, but I don't? And that system there of holding me account 
to what I say is important when I start the year or start the quarter. And then if I fail to adopt what I think I should be doing, that's a really good sense check of making sure that I don't keep missing in the long term. That's lesson number four. Lesson number five for me was to be willing to ask and be willing to have rejection to accompany the ask. The roles that I do, I have to ask for the business, whether that be in health insurance or coaching. I simply have to engage with people. And at some point, I've got to ask them whether or not they would like to continue the journey with me or not. And with that comes rejection. That doesn't feel so good sometimes when you feel as though you could work with somebody and then they say, actually, no. But even from the no, you can normally learn something from the no, so long as you're willing to ask. So the two lessons in that is when you have an opportunity to engage with somebody and you feel there is an opportunity to work with them, be brave enough to ask the question. Hey, based on the conversation we've been having, it feels like there could be a good fit here. Does it make sense for us to work together? But ask the question. It's a yes or a no. But even from the no, it could be, is it a no for now or just a no never? Or could you give me some more feedback as to why not? Because I'd like to serve others in the future. And if I'm not able to serve you, how could I serve others by being more intentional or by being better with the way that I've communicated with you? And equally, you could say, I'm really sorry that we can't work with each other. But based on what you know about me and how I work, is there somebody else out there that you think that I could work with that you could recommend me to? So that's lesson number five. Be willing to ask. And connected to that, also be willing to ask for help. It's so easy to sometimes just bury your head in the sand and just carry on regardless, thinking that you can find a way or find a success. Often somebody else has been in the same place as you are. And by asking the question, hey, how did you manage to do that video? How did you manage to become so good at? Ask the question. Because people ahead of you will always be willing, I think, to help you. But it's up to you to bury the ego and say, I'm struggling. Please, can you help? And connected to that, lesson number six is proximity to the right people. We're human beings. We love social contact and we love relationships and the conviviality of conversations, laughter, banter, experiences to share together. We're not designed to be in our own solo worlds, locked in our own silos of our own mediocrity or um, self-pursuit. And I've got some really lovely networks that I absolutely enjoy being a part of. I love Toastmasters, which happens every other Wednesday uh, in the week. I love my golf networks that I'm in. And in those places, there are some people that have just been fantastic for me this year. And I really look forward to going to those places and mixing and just sharing stories about life with those people. So maybe that's something you need to look at. Where are you spending your time for 2023 and how could you join other networks, other groups and be more surrounded with people that are going to cheer you on, build you up. And if you're in places where people are being a little bit sarcastic or toxic or not giving you a sense of wealth or purpose, then maybe it's time to think differently about that for 2024. Those are my six lessons for this year to pursue health, focus on the long term, Avoid dopamine distraction, have a system for your priorities, ask for help, 
And finally, be proximate to the right people. So, moving into 2024, what's the one word that I'm going to hold myself accountable to? Well, it's simple. It's focus. Last year was being intentional, which has helped me being intentional on certain things. But I know that on occasion, I've been distracted. And therefore, for me, 2024 is focus, focus, focus. Focus on getting my book finished. Focus on fixing some of my financial mastery. And I want to finish 2024 with those things absolutely nailed in. So I'll focus on making sure that I've done a certain number of sales calls by a certain time of the day. If I've not done that by that particular time of the day, nothing else can be started until I've done those points of focus. So that's my 2024 word of the day. Focus. Word of the year. Word of the day. Word of the minute. Word of the second. To be focused on what I want 2024 to mean for me. If this is your first podcast with me, welcome. If it's a number of those podcasts you've experienced previously, thank you. And the way to help me, if you can, is just a like, share or subscribe. We've got a great podcast coming up soon in the next week or two around gut health to make sure that all the nutritional choices that you make this year are going to give you the best gut possible to make sure your health is the number one priority. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of my journey. And remember, we have one life. So love life, living life. <laughs>